Welcome to the Checkmates Go podcast. Join your favorite Checkpoint expert, Phone Boy, and his guests as they cover a range of cybersecurity topics to help you secure your everything. Be sure to subscribe and share, and don't forget to rate and review us. And now, here's Phone Boy. And welcome to Season 3, Episode 2. My guest today is Eric Anderson, who works for Atlantic Data Security, a Checkpoint partner. And Eric Anderson has been working with Checkpoint, well, about as long as I have. The topic of conversation today is, is there a talent shortage in the cybersecurity industry? Yes, I think there could be considered to be a, ta- what, what could be considered to be a talent shortage, but I sometimes think it maybe is just a talent uh, misallocation, um, to throw kind of a big word out there. It's, it, there's a lot of talent out there. And I think the problem is sometimes that it, it's not being used in the most optimal way. A lot of organizations that we run into as a, as a VAR working with a lot of different clients is we, we see clients that have very talented, very smart people that are being asked to do new and different things than, than what their experience really kind of lends them to. Uh, and that becomes a challenge for the organization. And, and they sometimes think, well, either we need to take these people and send them out to training for a long time, or we need to kind of uh, move them around and put them into a position that they're not really comfortable with. And that can come across as having a shortage uh, within the organization. And then when you go to look to augment or add people from outside the organization, maybe there aren't a lot of people that are trained and experienced in those areas that you need to fill. And that comes across again as a a talent shortage that maybe is just looking in the wrong places or looking for the wrong things sometimes. You and I have both been in this industry a while, and and I don't think either of us started out with you know, with what we're doing today, right? We, we did not become, you know, that we, we didn't come out of the womb, so to speak with, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, yeah, that that's a good way to look at it. But we didn't, we didn't come out fully formed you know, cybersecurity engineers, right? We, we, we had to learn a lot the difference of stuff between a one and a zero. Right. We when grew we into born. that. I mean, I, I know about you, but me, I, I started out as a, you know, I started out as an IT guy and all of a sudden there was the cybersecurity industry that grew up around me. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I guess this is what I'm going to do now. Um, and, you know, I, because if, if you go back and listen, if you go back and read like the cuckoo's egg from uh, Clifford Stahl, right. You, you, um, he was a, you know, he was just a, he, he was just running the, the IT systems in, in at Berkeley, I think. And, uh, and and all of a sudden there's you know he he came across this uh accounting discrepancy and it, and, it, and he had to basically dig through you know became, it became this cyber espionage thing i don't think any i think it's safe to say that a lot of people i think there's i think we all have different experiences and at some point we you know we come out the other end and we can say yeah maybe we we're cybersecurity people but uh i think we all have different experiences we all have different things there isn't a um and and the and the, and the market changes right i mean we're in this we're we're i think now with the, with the current uh, with the current situation i think we're 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 finding ourselves in a maybe a very different environment today than what we started at, at the beginning of the year and so um we've all had to adapt and change and every company has had to do that. Yeah, I agree. You know, a lot of us, you and I, and and many others kind of came into this industry through an evolution from pre-internet days when data was transferred uh, on physical medium, whether it's floppy disks or or something even before that, where we couldn't as easily infect or infiltrate other machines. It it was more physical attacks. You go back to Mitnick and other ways of kind of tapping into data before we had these public 
mediums of exchanging information. Um, and as the internet evolved and became this reality and, and a good thing, so did the the risk and the and the and the security problems evolved along with the the added uh, communication capabilities. And some of us kind of brought with us the, this knowledge and experience and in, in the old ways of doing things and how we had to kind of adapt to, wow, now that we've got this great connectivity, we have to think about how to secure it, which, which you know, initially you start with, hey, we've got this great new ability. Hey, here's a car. There's this great way of getting from point A to point B. And then you think of how to make it more secure and safe later. You know, seatbelts weren't invented with the first car. <laughs> that, that came as people start to realize, wait, this thing moves really fast. And if I crash, I might get hurt. Let's find a way to make it more secure. So security kind of evolved after the medium of the internet evolved. And cybersecurity kind of is always kind of playing catch up. And, and we find that nowadays too, not to break it you know, too topical, but as we move things to the cloud, there's this great new capability and way of offloading resource requirements and, and performance and, and do this stuff in the cloud, oh, now maybe we should think about how to secure that. And I think often it's that that kind of putting the cart before the horse gets us in trouble in cybersecurity. But I still think this, to back to the to the, um, the talent <laughs> shortage issue for a second. And I don't know, it's a, no, <laughs> it it's a whole that, different topic. <laughs> no, no we, we, yeah, we've been doing that. Um, no, I, I think the... the um, no, it's it, it, it's totally relevant. By the way, I, I think that it, it it proves the point that 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 this is this was all new to to all of us at some point in time, right? That we that we we came in that the technology has continued to evolve and it's continuing to evolve much more quickly. Uh, I I guess what I'm struggling with is why is it that people think that there is a shortage when the reality is that the technology is evolving faster than the, uh, than the talent, you know, that maybe it's evolving faster than the talent. Is that really the case? It may be. And I don't want to say there isn't a shortage, but, but I think, you know, how do you solve it? If there is a shortage, whether it's real or perceived, I think there's an important question in there of how do we solve it? And is it by simply adding, resources and, and trying to get more people and throw them at the problem? Or is it possible to come up with a better way of allocating resources and using what we already have? And I'm, you know, forever an optimist and, and like to find the positives in things. And there are ways to kind of, uh, I like to think there are ways to reutilize what we have in more optimal and appropriate ways to, to address what Either is a again a real or a perceived shortage. Uh, I find far too often again back to to how we're utilizing our resources now. I find there there are a lot of people when I deal with clients that that are being asked to do things that are outside their wheelhouse that they aren't really optimal at. So now you might take a resource that has to either spend a, a lot of time learning to do a task that they weren't really accustomed to or used to or ever trained or experienced with or that it takes them longer to do than it would someone who is trained in that. And maybe it's because we can't find a person who is trained in it. So that's kind of our necessary uh, solution is to reallocate that person to something they're not comfortable with or good at. And that ends up kind of, kind of projecting as a, as a shortage because we don't have the right person. Um, whereas we have a person who's totally capable in something else and we're just not and I'm not explaining that well, and this needs to be edited out, but <laughs> I kind of went down the wrong path. Um, 
but there are ways of kind of helping deal with that, whether it's uh, creative, creatively reutilizing people within a company, because I find uh, a lot of organizations use people that have zero networking background, but come in with a cybersecurity degree and even even high education in cybersecurity concepts, but don't have the fundamental knowledge that logically led to that. And then being asked to go back and understand those fundamental concepts that they never learned or were never trained in or experienced in. And I'm not saying that we're better off because we came from there. For us, sometimes the newer concepts are more of a challenge because we have that classic learning and that traditional, more legacy understanding of things. And sometimes it, it might mean that we need to take this resource who's very well schooled in current topics and maybe, you know, languages like Python or whatever, and let them do that. And when we have a need that emerges in other areas that maybe tie more closely to networking, maybe we need to dig up an old resource that has that knowledge and experience in networking and bring them, you know, a, a shorter distance to, to that knowledge gap uh, that that we need filled. I, th I think that I think people make a mistake that there's a unicorn out there and that that's going to meet their exact need and do it the exact way that they want and everything. And I, and yeah, you know, I refer to it as a unicorn on purpose that, that that person probably doesn't exist. Right. Well said, but I think with all of us that the people that are successful in this industry, and this is, you know, coming from 25 years of being in the industry is that it, it, what makes somebody very successful is being able to adapt to, the current circumstances and that's being able to to take on this new technology and be able to and be able to go okay this is a new way of thinking uh, you talked about cloud before and that's a that's a great example of that because you know i you know, basically grew up doing network security and i and you know i started doing network security i didn't know anything about networking much less security and you know all of a sudden now i'm having to learn all this other stuff and and you do have to be able to adapt to that, right? You have to, the, the person has to be willing to take that knowledge on and tinker with it and fail even, right? To, you know, for a little bit to be able to kind of go, okay, that this is not nearly as scary as I think it is. And so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take this on, right? So I think as a, as an, you know, individuals have to take it upon themselves to be willing to learn that new technology and maybe suck at it for a while. And then, you, and then, you know, you, you add that on to the, to the, to the base of knowledge. Uh, and all of a sudden now you've, you learn new stuff um and you become much, that much more valuable because now instead of just being a networking person you're also you also understand uh you know you understand things in the cloud that and, and you know but again having that it, it, it's i think it's sometimes you know people that have come into the cloud first and have never had the networking experience you know that then they you know then they start failing with the networking bits you know whereas the networking guy goes ah i know something about that right so we can there's always things we can teach each other that you know whatever our specialty is there's somebody that knows something you don't that you can learn something from and but what what i guess concerns me about organizations is organizations not you know some some are better than others but there but there seems to be an issue in organizations that they're not willing to I don't know, invest or do the, do what's necessary to edu help educate the people that they have that already know their environment, that understand the politics of the organization and everything to be able to, uh, to, to take on these additional tasks or roles or, or, you know, or, or this, uh, this other technology and, and help them to help them to be successful in that. And that I think leads to the other part of this is, you know, it's, it's, you know, retaining your current staff, right? Cause I think a lot of, a lot of things that happen when you're talking with, um, 
you know, with, you know, with, with, because there's a, because there is a bit of turnover in the, in the IT space in general, in cybersecurity, I'd say that, you know, that, you know, that I don't know too many people like you and I who have, who've worked for the same employer for a long time, right? It's, 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 I'd say that's a, it's not as common as, uh, it, you know, as it is in other industries, I guess. And so it's, it's, it, you know, it's common to see people take, you know, two or three years at a specific place. And, but, you know, and I think, I, I think, there's uh you know this part of the retention issue right i think it's a you know being able to um to educate people and let let them experience new technologies and 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 learn and and, and take on some of these things i think that's a I think that's a strategy that more companies probably need to employ to just retain their existing employees wow you just gave me a whole lot of thoughts there <laughs> i think one of the the fundamental ones that that always strikes me is that um there's a a major difference between knowledge uh, and experience and perspective and you can teach knowledge i can instill in you information uh factual information like here here's a bunch of of uh, stuff that I can teach you that that is based on facts and 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 observable behaviors and and uh, data, and that's one way of learning is learning knowledge and acquiring knowledge, and that that happens over time. It can happen over over many years of doing a job or being around people or observing or going to school, and and people we have being classically educated, they're learning knowledge. What's a lot harder to teach is uh, perspective and, and actual experience, you know, experience you can only learn by doing. And, and often there are a lot of lessons you can only learn by failing and failing is a great way to learn. If you take it the right way, when something goes wrong and stuff hits the fan, you can panic, you can turn tail, you can go and bury your head, or you can do what you need to immediately to fix it, to, to make things as right as you can and, and deal with the immediate problem and then try and learn from it. And, and either try and make sure it doesn't happen again, or if it does happen again, you can deal with it quickly and help resolve the situation with the confidence that I've seen this before. I know what we need to do. Yes, it stinks. We have a problem, but we're going to get through it and go at it with a positive attitude. And that's a lot harder to teach somebody to do. You can, you can ask them to. You can try and find people that can do it, but that's not everyone does it naturally. And, and I don't think that's being taught in classic education. Similarly, experience, there's no way to teach or simulate. You have to learn by doing, and, and there are things that you learn out of that. So um, not, not to try and say that those of us who are old slash experienced have something that others don't, but but it's something that you, you have to try and further and, and extend to those who are learning. And when we talk about there being a talent shortage, I think the point is you can't fix that by simply taking a bunch of people and and training them and giving them knowledge, that's not going to deal with or, or solve the problem of a, a gap. It might solve a knowledge gap, but an experience and a perspective and an ability gap is a little bit different. It takes some time. And I think part of that becomes a, a resource allocation issue and making sure that the people that have the knowledge or that we have given knowledge to can do the tasks that require knowledge and make sure that we're allocating the resources that might have experience and perspective and, and different talents in the appropriate way to do the things that can't just be taught in a factual basis. You know, there's knowledge and wisdom, right? It's, it's wisdom. So 
the only way the only way you gain the wisdom really is through experience. Uh, you have to have the experience at some point. Again, learning something in a book, right, or, or or in a class or whatever gives you a certain amount of knowledge. It's only by actually applying that knowledge and starting to do something with it do you actually start gaining experience. And I think there, but I think there's also something else that we haven't talked about yet. And I think it's there's a certain work ethic and and, and it, it, that people. Um, that some people have and some people just don't, right? And there's going to be people out there that are self-starters, self-learners, are going to experiment and learn things and and maybe even educate other people, right? And you know, I mean, I made mean, a career out of this, so. Uh, but I think it's it's but it's, but uh, and and I don't know that that's something you can ever teach. But if you're looking for somebody in an organization, that's that's the kind of person you want. You want somebody that's going to put the time in to better themselves and and learn some of this new stuff and be able to and be able to take it on because who know because I mean who knows where any of this is going to go, right? I mean, we, we could, we could, uh, you know, we could come, there could be some new technology that comes out tomorrow that revolutionizes everything that we do and everything that we know today is completely wrong. But if your people can't adapt to change, then you got much bigger issues. And that's not, and it's not even just in, you know, in IT it's, I'd say, you know, I mean, the, to say that with, you know, with the current, uh, the current conditions, we've all had to adapt in, in, in the organizations that, uh, have been able to be nimble and and uh, flexible and and, su- and make changes to the way they do things that have have done a better job than the organizations that haven't been able to do that. I mean, it's uh, you know, there's I'd say some of the the businesses that haven't survived were ones that couldn't adapt, and that and that's you know, and that that, that happens, and it's it could be you know, yeah, you know, we could all be one asteroid away from you know from something <laughs> happening. It's a very good point. I think there's a, there's a very distinct and significant difference in in two different abilities: the ability to uh, acquire knowledge and the ability to retain knowledge. Um, retaining knowledge is you know you throw a bunch of information at me and it all sticks, but then knowing how to apply it and what to do with it is a whole different skill, and that's where it applies more to wisdom. I could throw a bunch of facts at you, and if you remember them all, that's great. And there are people who could then recite all those facts and tell you you know what you know, the, the order of the presidents of the U.S., that's great, but tell me which one was the best. Well, that requires a little bit of thought and interpretation and and opinion <laughs> that, that is not as easily taught as knowledge. Um, and, and there's a, a distinct difference. And in an in industry like cybersecurity or even just IT in general, that's constantly changing, using the same underlying components in many cases, but changing what's important and where, where the uh, newest threats are and, and what vectors are being used and, and what's being attacked requires interpretation of all that knowledge we've obtained over years and, and being able to adapt and adjust and, and apply ability to that knowledge. And, and there's, I've always thought there's a distinct difference between people who come into a job with a lot of knowledge, a lot of book learning, and those who come in with maybe the same amount or less, but can apply it in different and creative ways. And, and both are important, but but we need to understand where assets may lie and, and, and which uh, individual assets may be good at applying knowledge they have or knowledge we've given them through training them and, and can use that to accomplish things. And those who maybe need to take a little bit longer to get started sometimes, but then can apply that in more creative ways and be ahead of the curve and, and not need formalized, long-term, slower training. And can take existing knowledge and adapt. And I think in cybersecurity, for me, I've seen often that that people coming into the field 
are much better off if they don't know the stuff ahead of time, but are proven to be able to learn quickly and adapt and adjust quickly without either um, worrying about failure and, and suffering and getting bogged down and upset, but can learn from those issues, as we talked about a little bit earlier, uh, be able to take failures and, and information that, that come from them and learn from them and apply those lessons learned uh, and, and become stronger for it. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Checkmates Go. Subscribe in your favorite podcast app, leave us a rating and review, and share with your colleagues on social media. And we'll see you next time.